Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't want to rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503. I need you to stand up right now. OG wanna see me. G. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the official Blazer Gang Podcast. Happy New Year to you guys, man. Yeah, happy, um, New happy New Year. Happy New Year's to you guys out there also. Uh, well, what you guys do uh, for the New Year's, man? Uh, I was at a little Tibetan function. We were drinking some Henny and you some know, Henny, just man. waiting for the ball to drop. You know how it goes. All right. Yeah, I kept it real low-key. I was just chilling, watched the ball drop, and then... Went to bed right after that. To be yeah, honest. I kept it real low key this year, man. I, I didn't do too much, you know. I had to be at work at you know six thirty mm-hmm. in the morning the next Oof. day, you know. But uh, it is what it is. I got that holiday pay, you know. So yeah, there you go. Good. But uh, if you guys are fir- uh, tuning in for the first time, my name is Chris. I got my guy Brody and my guy Wang over there, and uh, we're the gang, man. Official Blazers Gang Podcast. Um, now we just want to take a moment of silence for uh, David Stern. I know everybody heard about the passing of, you know, the commissioner or the ex-commissioner of the NBA. And so at this time, we just want to, uh, you know, bow our heads and give a moment of silence for uh, David Stern. With the sixth pick in the 2012 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Damian Lillard. Weber State University. With the third pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the Denver Nuggets select Carmelo Anthony from Syracuse University. With the 10th pick in the 2013 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select CJ McCollum from Lehigh University. So that was our tribute to David Stern. Um, and, you know, man, when I when I heard the news, man, I was pretty sad, man, because I remember I got a chance to meet David Stern back in New York, you know, when uh, Martell got drafted. And if you guys don't know, that's my cousin. Shout out, mm-hmm. cousin Martell, what's going on, man? But, um, you know, the whole family was out there in NYC, man, you know, draft night. And I remember um, all the families, you know, all the players, all the lottery picks, you know, they had dinner before the draft. And, you know, we were sitting at our table, you know, we got grandma, cousins, and uncles. And then next thing you know, David Stern, he just walks in the room. And then everybody was like, yo, that's David Stern. Like, he had an aura, like a presidential aura about him, man. Like, you know, he came in the room, he shook everybody's hand. You know, he made you feel like, you know, everybody was part of the NBA. And, like, that to me just showed that he was a real stand-up guy, mm-hmm. you know. So, but uh, most most definitely most uh, condolences to his family. You know, his wife and close friends, you know. But uh, what are your guys' uh, memories about David Stern? Uh, one of the main ones was definitely that um, when he cut off that trade with uh, Chris Paul. Oh, when he vetoed? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people were giving him a lot of stuff with that. But, like, if you look at his whole resume, mm-hmm. you know, like, he was a huge part of the NBA, just being able to go overseas and uh, go international mm-hmm. and then be able to just merge all the teams together. Yeah, so he, he basically globalized the game, yeah. man. Yeah. I think, uh, you that know... That was kind of his vision all along. Yeah, because, you know, back in the early 80s when the NBA was, you know, rough, mm-hmm. you know, players was fighting, you know, you had... right. Yeah, drug usage, you know, mm-hmm. off the court and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, he came in and he was like, man, I'm going to clean this up. 
And, you know, he had a bigger vision for the league. Right. And I think uh, with his vision, it just made that game, you know, the number one sport. I mean, besides soccer, you know, but basketball is like really like, yeah, like well-loved all over right. the world, you know? Yeah. Um, Brody, what, what did you see, you know, uh, with David Stern's life, man? Um, so I, I've just been listening to a couple podcasts, reading up a, a few things about him. Um, and I guess like, he's just always a huge, uh, basketball fan. And, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that he like really pushed was like, um, driving like the, the stars of the league, you know, mm-hmm. they all, he, he always wanted them to be the face of the league. And, uh, that just kind of went along with his vision of globalizing it. So, um, that was just his, his vision was to make the the, the league stars like recognizable anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I think that was just like, um, it, it really is like, we, we're all here today, you know, um, because of like his vision where mm-hmm. all, we all are huge NBA fans because he like pushed so heavily to make the NBA what it is today. So, I mean he definitely impacted a, a lot of people through his uh, commission, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and you see, you know, like high praise of all the NBA players tweeting about Stearns. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, and I think I heard on a quick podcast with Jalen Rose about how um, he ha- like was giving Jalen Rose um, just like, he was mad at Jalen Rose for like a quick second about the whole um, clothing policy at the draft. Oh yeah. Mm. And he was like, Hey man, what are you doing? He's like, just, just get it together. But Jalen Rose knew like he was just messing around with them. Mm. And it's like just stern, just, you know, just being stern. Yeah. No, but I, I remember when he uh, implemented that yeah. clothing mm-hmm. uh, yeah. rule and I was like, man, cause you know, AI back in the yeah. day, you know, with right. the baggy sweats and everything. But, um, he just wanted to make the league, you know, uh, a cleaner product, sure. you know, and now with the, with the rules, now you have people, you know, expressing themselves sure. through their clothing. You yeah, know, like Kyle Kuzma, you know, right. he's taking it to a whole Westbrook, yeah. even Hardy, you know, so. I think even with that, uh, with that new dress policy, like at first there was a little bit of like some push backlash, back, yeah. yeah, pushback, but I mean, it, like you're saying, it did kind of give the players the runway to kind of like, uh. Um, market themselves as mm-hmm. like individuals and started, you kind of saw it with like Dwayne Wade around early two thousands. He mm-hmm. started like really getting like designer brands that were coming to him. Like mm-hmm. now you kind of see it as like a runway, like you're saying. Yeah. So now shout, shout, shout out to David Stern, man. You know, he's For making sure. all the players or have the ability to make players, uh, you know, express himself through fashion. And that's um, one thing that's, you know, coincides with the NBA's fashion. You mm-hmm. know, everybody wants to look good. Mm-hmm. You know, you look good, you play good, feel good, so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, RP to David Stern, you know. But uh, that that was, you know, some of the sad news, you know, start yeah. off the new year. Yeah. Um, another sad news, you know, us taking a, a big L to the Knicks, you know. It was, what, man, what we lose by? By 24 that night? Yeah, on, 24. So. By 24, yeah, yeah. man. So, um with that, I mean, it, it was the return of Melo to, you know, Madison Square Garden, you know, where he had, you know, some of his best days as a as a pro, you know. And it, it felt good for him, you know, scoring a season high, what, 26, 28 points? 26, yeah. Yeah, 26 yeah. points. So, um, like, what, what was your guys' take from that Knicks game, man? Damn. Where did he go out the night before? <laughs> he was shooting ab- abysmal, man. Um, I saw on an Instagram, he, w- he definitely went out. 
Don't know. Well, the whole team went out, man. You already know the whole team went out. I mean, I'm just saying. You're in New York for New Year's. Knowing Dame's mentality and being paid that much as a player, you really. And you're on already a four game losing streak at that point. You really don't want to be focused in. That's just. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, at the same time, you gotta have a good time in New Year's, you know, but like I say, you yeah. were on the four Wait, well, Okay, let me, street. let's go back to what you were saying, though. Okay. You, okay, you didn't go out because you had to work. Right. So why couldn't Dame do that? Hey, man, I don't know. It might be a different type of, you know. You don't get paid mindset. as much as Dame does. No, now, that, that is true. if you had Dame's mentality, or if he had your mentality, yeah. you probably would be shooting more than 20%. That's, I mean, that's all true. I'm saying. I mean, hey. All I can say is that it was it was a bad it was a bad look for uh, to start the New Year's sure. off, especially you know losing four games in a row because who, who we lose to we lost to the Pelicans, uh, Utah, and to the Lakers. Even though that was a good game against the Lakers, though I'm not yeah. gonna lie, yeah. I went to that game and um, just seeing LeBron, you know, go up against Melo like that storyline that that was right. a good you know mini matchup within the game for sure. Um, Try to line up against the Lakers that that night too before Scott went out. Yeah, before three minutes Scott in. went out, three man. minutes yeah. in, three minutes in, like yeah. um, like they went big. They had to, they had to go big. They had to match the Lakers size. Yeah, you know, with the uh, Anthony Davis and then mm-hmm. shooty Javale McGee or Dwight Howard. You know, we had to mm-hmm. try to match their size, but um, you know, Scott turning his ankle. It was his ankle, correct? Left knee, left knee. Yeah, yeah. so. I mean that that was pretty bad. We should add to left knee injury. MRI came back as inconclusive, mm-hmm. so oh, no, right. his timeline is uh, indefinite. They don't know when he'll be back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So just another injury to you know this rough season so far, yeah. man. But it's even then with the injuries, like the Blazers are still playing hard. Like they're still giving good effort, you know? Um, and even last night's game against the Wizards, it was good effort. Yeah. Even though the uh, Wizards are also depleted, you know, not having Bradley Bill, right. John Wall, Thomas Bryant. Yeah. Like they were out. Yeah. And then, you know, Isaiah Thomas <laughs> getting kicked out 30 seconds, not even 30 seconds into the game. No, it was a man 30 seconds. Yeah. Was it was 88 seconds, seconds yeah, into the was... game. But yeah, they was just depleted yeah. and you know, Blazers, they took care of business. You know, they're they beat a team that they were supposed to beat. And, you know, even with the Pelicans loss, you know, we were up mm-hmm. damn near ninety percent of the of the time, you know. And we just it just fumbled out of our hands, you know. Uh Dane Mello and uh, CJ they combined for sixty one points uh, against New Orleans that game and it was just like like what like what do you guys see? Like the Blazers are winning most of the time during the game and then that fourth quarter it starts to slip away like what what are your guys' yeah takes? it just seems like we can't really close out we don't mm. we don't have i don't know if it's confidence or if it's just the ability to get stops when we need them but we just we we can have a lead but um to backtrack a little bit or to go forward a little bit from the pelican game uh when we played phoenix you know we were up like 19 early mm-hmm, on in yeah. the game mm-hmm. um but then in the uh, fourth quarter, Phoenix actually had like a 36-point fourth quarter. Yeah. So we just couldn't really like slow them down at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly Oubre and and Devin Booker combined for 62 points in that game. Yeah. And it, we just were struggling to get stops. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, some, some of that has to deal with, you know, our bench play. We're not being really productive right. on the bench play. You know, Stasi kind of mm-hmm. switched up his rotation where, you know, he sends Melo and Dame to the bench and then CJ takes over, mm-hmm. um, you know, beginning of that second quarter or, you know, in the third quarter. And it's like 
we need somebody to to step up and 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 produce, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we miss Ronnie Hood at times like that. You know, that's another Definitely. guy who is, yeah. yeah. you know, that we forgot to talk about. But um, like if we could have another guy, like maybe Mario. You know, Mario had a good game last mm-hmm. night. He stepped up, had ten points. Um, so if we have, you know, I like Mario. You know, I mm-hmm. think he, you know, he was brought here to do what he did last night. And so far this this year, he hasn't really, you know, stepped into that role. But I think. It being the new year, you know, start of the second half of the season, things can, you know, turn for everybody. And Mario can be that guy who could be our second playmaker when Dame and Melo goes out. That'd be nice. You know, so. Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Wayne? Because I know you're not really a Mario guy. Yeah, hey, you know? I thought he, I, he played really well last night. For, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was probably his best game of the season. Oh, yeah, as a Blazer, for yeah. sure, most definitely. Um, I mean, going back to what you were talking about, how we can't finish in the fourth quarter. I think it's also just different quarters, just periodically. We're just, okay, for sure. you know, it's, it's, I think it's more of a mentality. You think mindset, so? Mindset. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams, you know, have that problem where they can't play all four quarters. Mm-hmm. And so you get into this kind of situation where you're like, I think it was that Utah game when we were down by so much and we're already, we're, and then we catch up to them, you know, when we're already down by, I think it was 17 or something. Mm-hmm. And then we, we blow it again at the end, but it's the fact that we have to already have that mentality to be where, where we shouldn't need to be making up that ground. Or if we're already up so high, we shouldn't be going da- back down to that, you know, mm, level where close we, the door. yeah, we just got to make sure. And, and, and especially in the Western conference, you should not just be like pulling off the chains and be like, all right, we're good. Right, because every quarter you can have it's the NBA. Every quarter you're gonna have some player just oh yeah come for out, sure come at you real hard. So, I mean, um, even last night we were up, but like we couldn't really like like we we're talking about close the door on the team. They the Wizards would still make a run. So I mean, I don't think we even emptied the bench until the last minute of the game. Yeah, and you know, in a game like that where we're basically leading, you, it looks like we're gonna win. You'd hope that you could kind of seal it early so that way you can get the bench guys mm-hmm. in so that way you can give the starters and, and the rotation guys a little bit of rest on, on this road trip. No, yeah, most definitely. I agree with that. Um, but like I said, it's just hard, man. Cause we're just, we're just depleted, man. Like yeah. injury after injury. And so with that Dame and CJ and Mello, you know, that's our big three. They got to, they got put in the work, man. Like, um, I know it's it's not, you know, for the better good of going down later on in the season for them mm-hmm. to play so many minutes, you know, putting out these scoring outputs. But for us to be competitive and still be in that top eight, you know, at the end of the year to make the playoffs, it's going to be a it's going to be a heavy workload for Dave and CJ, oh, man, and, and Melo, um, you know, because that's that's the cards <clears throat> that we have right now where we're depleted. Yeah. In our big three, they just got to make it work, mm-hmm. you know. And this this January schedule isn't doing us any justice either. I think no. 10 out of the 15 games that we play mm-hmm. are, over, are with teams over 500. Mm-hmm. And we have only beat a team over 500 once so far this season. Yeah, the odds so. aren't in our favors. But, you know, we could sneak in there and win some games. Because yeah. I'll say even the play of Hassan lately, you know, he's mm-hmm. getting the first 2020 of the of the season of the calendar year yeah. I should say yeah you know um you know that's major you know I think with with his play and how he's fitting into the defensive scheme of things those should win some more games for us don't you guys think only As time my will voice tell. gets cracking only time, you know? yeah. only time will tell but yeah I mean at this point it it's been said by some of the players but it 
the only person on the team getting rebounds is Hassan. So if right. we, if we want to compete in games, we, we need him to have those kind of monster nights for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, uh, before the wizards game, it was reported by Casey Holdoff of the Portland trailblazers, um, that the, the team was like, I guess, really talking about a, a really great practice that they had before the game. And mm-hmm. it was all about yeah. defense and so I was wondering um, about you guys, if, if you watched the game last night and if you guys had any, uh, if you guys saw any differences in their, in their defensive uh, like sets or whatnot. And if you, if you saw any differences and if you thought maybe those things can make some, some bit of a difference going forward. Um, as far as like the defensive schemes, I think it was just more of, you know, energy. Mm. You know, I think because they said that was like the first practice in how long that they yeah, had. I'm not sure. You know, I th- I think uh, Dame said Dame or CJ said like in a couple months, like they had a, a practice like this on the road. Mm. Um, and I think it's just more of you know just focus. You know, lack of um, you know in games like you'll see people in transition, yeah. defense transition. Nobody's talking, nobody's picking the ball up. Yeah. They're letting the big man just run down the court. You know, and you saw that in the Knicks game. Mm. Like how many times did Mitchell catch a oop? You know, right. how many times did, you know, Randall just run rim to rim and nobody's picking him up. Right. And I think that's what it is, is just being focused and talking on defense and transition. I will you say know? it looks like they're trying to uh, hedge the pick and roll a little bit mm-hmm. more often now with the big. So mm-hmm. they're not having Hassan drop as deep at times. And so I wonder if that's more of like a situational thing or if they're trying to change the way they do their pick and roll coverage um, altogether. But, uh, and I think it's it's situational. Yeah. You know, it all depends on you know who's that guard out there handling that ball. You know, can he shoot that three? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all situational. I think you know that's how you should yeah. play the game. But um, for me, I think it was just more of communication and just being aware of who's on the court sure. and who you're supposed to guard. You know, yeah. Um, but um. When, yeah, yeah. I, I could be wrong. I was watching a lot of NBA games this week. So were we doing more zone? Were we playing zone or We're was that doing a lot of zone yeah. like outside of or when it comes from like uh, inbound passes and those kind mm-hmm. of things? Yeah. Um, we're running some zones at times just like straight up after after makes get back on defense and mm-hmm. we'll set up in a zone. But uh, yeah, we're doing more than we usually have yeah, for sure. That's what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So but, um, you know, with that, uh, the beneficiary of these defensive zones is Hassan with the rebounds mm-hmm. and the blocks. Now he's putting up crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, what is he? He's top five in boards. He's first in the NBA at blocks at two point eight um, a game. Do you guys think he could be an All Star this year? Well, oh, this is a long pause. Y'all don't think he could be? <laughs> I mean, if you look at the stats, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not gonna. He hasn't been getting the fan votes. I don't. I, the fan votes is 50%, right? right. 25% is coaches. Mm-hmm. And then the other 25% is the media. Okay. So 50% are, obviously is not going to be what the fans are. Let's just cut that out. Right. And then the other 25% is the coaches. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the coaches? I think if coaches look at what he's doing number-wise, they will vote him in. Like, he should be ahead before Dwight Howard, at least. You know, as you're saying, as front sure. court players. Yeah. You know? yeah. Of course, you got Brandon Ingram, you know, LeBron, Kawhi, and all mm-hmm. them. But, I mean, like, center-wise, like, you need a center in the All-Star game. And I think he's better than Dwight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
as far as you know the first uh, result of fan voting or whatever, I think I think he could slide in there. You know. So then you're also saying the players are gonna put him in there if if they look at his numbers. You know, he's having right. like this is the best. Uh, Stat-wise, you know, since uh, his 2016 season, mm-hmm. 2016 season, where he made the defensive, uh, second defensive team, you know, like he's he's hooping, man. Like he's hooping. I think I think he should be in there, you know, as well as Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably that's yeah. that's my only thing is that if you look at our sta- our team standings, uh, we're only in ninth place right now, mm-hmm. and uh, I just don't see us getting two all-stars um, into the game when we're not even in the playoff spot right now. So, okay. So I don't disagree. Dame, he's balling, but yeah, he's balling. I man. think Dame is a lock for at yeah. this point in his career. I think he's a lock to be in it, whether he's voted in by the coaches or voted in by the fans. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I would love to see him voted in by the fans, but I, I just don't think we can get two all-stars without being like a top five team. I mean, yeah. And, and then going back to, uh, the white side deal, the front court, you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Those are probably going to be the starters for the all-star. Game. All right. Okay. Then you have, oh, and don't forget maybe Kawhi too. So there's Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi. Then you got Paul George. Paul George. Cat. Cats. Which he hasn't been playing. Like how many, he, yeah, he, he hasn't played in the last that, 10 games yeah, or something like that. Like, this but, year. No, Cats are no for You don't me. think so? Cats are no. He hasn't been playing. He hasn't been playing, so he he shouldn't make it. That's that's my that's my. Okay, pick. well, regardless, he's number five in voting in the front court, so he's already being mm-hmm. a son white side there. Okay, and that's like I said, fifty percent of the vote. And then you got KP, Kristaps Porzingis. He's, yeah, I don't know the Joker. That. Then you got Melo you got, in there. But you got Kristaps and Joker sure both. Is in. They're yeah, they're both international players, so you're gonna get the international votes. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, they're like what fifth in the oh yeah fifth in the standings right now. And then too. Denver is what two or three, one of them. Yeah, Second. but you know, just the Joker's going to get in for Denver. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know, Jamal yeah. Murray kind of fell off a little bit this year, but uh, all right. So, but my, I mean, bottom line, my point is, Hassan should have more consideration. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I think it's fair the, to at least right throw his name in there mm-hmm. for sure. And then, um, so our guards, you know, out there in the West, you got Luca the Don, you got James Harden, Dames in third spot right now. Then you got Steph, Russ, D'Angelo, Donovan, Alex Caruso, (laughs) you know, he's a fan favorite, of course, Devin Booker, and then the rookie Ja Morant um, out there in Memphis. So I think, you know, Dame, I think he's, uh, you know, he's got the respect, you know, he has the game, mm-hmm. so he's a lock for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as like you said, you know, us being outside of the playoff race right now, he'll be like the only one for the Blazers. Yeah. Um, Unfor- now, unfortunately, he's probably, he's not going to get the starting nod in the All Stars since right. we only have two guards and three front court players. In the way right. Luca and James are playing, of course yeah. they're going to get the starting roles. Yeah. You know, so I think you know, that's all fair mm-hmm. and everything like that. Sure. But um. Now, me, with the All-Stars, you know, I think this is another way that they could factor in the the voting. Okay. Is right at February 1st, it will be a cutoff. The top eight teams, you know, whoever's in those top eight, the playoff spots, those players are eligible for the All-Star game. So, as it sits right now, we're being ninth. Mm -hmm. Technically, we wouldn't have an All-Star. 
you know. Okay, so are you saying there's a cutoff? So the, the only the only the top eight teams the top on February first from both conferences, those players will be eligible uh, for the All Star game. Now my thinking is this will be more competition, make teams want to play better, you know, during that first half of the season. Yeah. So you could, you know, be in the playoff race, you know. Y'all y'all not feeling that? It's interesting. It's just tough because I think last year um, you had Bradley Beal make the all-star game and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they were ever in the playoff position but you know like a, a team an owner um, wants an all-star obviously if they can mm-hmm. get one and so I just don't know if if owners would be up for that because if they can have a guy who is on their team make the all-star game whether right. they're in the playoff position or not obviously they're going to be all for it mm-hmm. so uh, but it, I, I think it makes sense for sure. You want to highlight the best teams in the league. And I think the all-star event is supposed to be that. So it makes sense. Definitely. But like you're saying now, that, I mean, that's just that my hot co- take, you know, yeah. just, just, I think so that first half of the season, you know, teams could be more competitive, you know, so they're not just coasting or load management or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But when it comes down to play and then February 1st is that cutoff, you could have these teams and these players being rewarded, you know, mm-hmm. for their hard work. Right. You know, because even like a couple years ago when AD and them, they weren't making the playoffs, you know, they were like 10th or 11th and, you know, he made the playoffs, you know. And even, you know, LeBron last year when the Lakers didn't make it, you know, LeBron wouldn't be an all-star. And I know that's kind of a crazy idea, yeah. but that's rewarding the players who are on the better teams, you know, had that shot. So, even like last year, we would maybe had uh, CJ also mm-hmm. on the um, all-star team, you know, because a lot of people think CJ should make it. But, you know, as our record, it's not showing that. Yeah. So that would have gave CJ an opportunity to make an all-star team, you know. But so, that's just my idea. That's just, so that's just me thinking I guess loud. I guess I would say then you would probably have. OK, if we if we did your proposition, mm-hmm. Shy Gilgis Alexander would be an all-star probably over Damian Lillard then. And deservingly so. Because the way he's hooping, if you look at his numbers and the way that him and Chris Paul are working together Mm -hmm. and Schroeder, you know, that three-guard lineup, man, they're winning games, you know, so. Eight and two in their last ten. Exactly. You know, so you will reward the players on the winning teams for a guy like Shea Gilchrist. Ah, you not liking it, huh? No. What? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, I like the change. I just right. don't. I mean, I guess that's why we have also the accolades at the end of the year, like all NBA players. Right. For sure, for sure. And so that will give, you know, a Shea or a Brandon Ingram, you know, for being on the worst teams, you know, they could make the all, uh, the all NBA teams yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that's, that's just my little, sure. that's my little spiel. Well, we're talking know? about all-star suggestions. I also saw one on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I can't own it myself, but uh, one of the things I saw uh, Slam Online suggested was doing a King Court. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Wang, what, what do you think about the two dribble, find the ball in the low block, you got eight seconds, got to get the shot? No, I definitely like that. It reminds me of like when when we played in high school and stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially just to see the quick skills and just the fans to be able to see at All Star, just the individual player himself just doing these right. moves that they're gonna that they usually do just on videos or on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's a really cool idea. Um, I think it would just add a little bit more excitement to to yeah. the All Star event. It seems like it's been a little stale in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're looking for things to add excitement back to it. So, 
Now, I, I like, because I know you guys seen the, the video floating around, you know, on Twitter, you know, back when uh, USA Basketball, you know, right. Kyrie, yeah. Paul George, Katie, they're all yeah. going at it, Kim McCourt style, and they're just rolling the ball out there, and then, you know, the player who gets it yeah. and scores, you know, after two dribbles, you know, pump fake or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, next, who's on the court, yeah. you know, and I think, like you said, I'll just showcase, you know, the player's ability to score, you know, totally. just using less dribbles, you know, mm-hmm. just... I think it'll, it'll, it'll bring excitement. Now, how serious the players will be, you know, on the King of Court, yeah. that's a different thing. But I think that would be something different, yeah. you know, for the All-Star Weekend. But, I know. mean, maybe you make it, like, it's it's a one-person event for all the people that are selected as All-Stars. And whoever wins it, you give them, like, a cash prize or something like that. Some oh, it's going to have to be cash. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's going to yeah. have to be cash, you know, whoever wins a, a quarter million yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Just some pocket money for them, you know, yeah. for the most part. But I, th- I think that would yeah. be something... You know, interesting. I think fans will probably like that. Mm. You know, yeah. And then adding on to that, I I think I mentioned it last year. Um, they could also just do like a three on three, like how they do in hockey. I think All Stars is where they have each division um, have their top three players okay. go against. I think that's how it works in hockey. I'm not quite sure. Uh, and then their other top three. So it our we would be the Pacific Northwest Division. Obviously, we'd have okay. our top three guys that uh-huh. whatever, and they don't have to be all star players. It's just the top three guys. So gotcha. you get more oh, of a diversity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Target. Okay. Okay. So then, so you could get a guy like CJ in. Yeah. For an event. Yeah. yeah it's like the skills okay. challenge. You add more players into uh-huh. it. Right. That's different. Or also add a WNBA player too. Well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they had the, um, what's the skills challenge for that? Like the hot shot competition, they brought mm-hmm. in the WNBA oh, okay. players yeah. like that. But that, that'd be interesting. That's something different, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I think, uh, with the all-star coming up, I definitely think that, you know, Dame is, is in there and Hassan, he should have some more consideration just the way that he's hooping. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he's looking for more 2020s, uh, this year in the yeah. calendar year, you we're know, gonna so need it. that yeah, we're definitely going to need it because um, if we're trying to make that playoff race, man, shout out to Hassan, man, yeah, keep man. horsing, he keep horsing. Hey, who has the best impression? Can you do, can you guys do the horse noise? <laughs> 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 I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> Y'all got that one, there, man. We, we we got a live fan right now. With what's us. going on? Hi, right, what's your name? Hi, Shelly. This is, I'm Chris. That's Brody. Hey, how's it going? That's Wayne. Hey, guys. I'm calling from Oklahoma. Hey, okay. We were just talking about them. Yeah. I am down here. I used to be the Blazer Maniac in Oregon, but I moved to Oklahoma, and now everybody knows me as the Blazer Maniac down here. Nice. There you go. Always repping for the team. Always repping for the home team. Always, and I'll be at the January 18th game. You'll be able to find me because I'll have my Blazer Maniac sign and my Blazer hat on. Love it. All right, we'll make sure we'll, loud. We'll, we'll get the camera on you. <laughs> do for a podcast. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, not do that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you so have a. You guys say, what do you think about what's going on with the team right now? Um, well, the team, like we said earlier, you know, we're just hit with um, a lot of injuries this year. And, you know, with the addition of Mello, we're just trying to figure out our continuity and chemistry with the team right now. And that's that's just my that's just my opinion. Brody, what's your opinion? Yeah, I agree with that. I think just in the last like uh, 
less than a month or so, but in the last like five or 10 games, I think uh, Hassan Whiteside and Dame have really started to figure out a little bit more continuity with the pick and roll. I think that's helping out a lot. And I think if Hassan can start finding that extra pass on the pick and roll when there's uh, pressure on him, uh, I think that would actually open up our offense a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, with, with being a nerd, you know, being out, we're missing his ability, you know, his playmaking ability. His vision, yeah. His vision, things that Hassan necessarily doesn't do. But when uh, Nurk comes back, that's just something that we'll look forward to, you know? Yep. Anything else? What What do you think? What do you think? Well, I, I'm agreeing with kind of what everybody is saying, but I kind of want to say something that goes back to the fundamentals of basketball. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I, I, you know, you do have some uh, valid points with that. And, and like we said earlier, it's just about, you know, the chemistry. You know, this team is still relatively new. Um, and then with the addition with Melo, it's just that team or our team is just really trying to figure out how people are going to play with each other. Yeah. And then you throw on with the injuries. Which are which is a major part of you know. There's just been a lot of changing parts as the season's gone on, mm -hmm. and so that continuity, like we were talking about, hasn't really been there this year so far. And I think it's it's starting to get there, but then you have a guy like Scala Bcier go down, so now we lack more front court depth, and then you have to throw in Anthony Tolliver as our backup center now, exactly. when as before he was just our backup power forward, and that kind of just like I said, it just changes the role that the player has on the court. Yeah. So I mean, and I totally agree with your whole practice thingy where everyone needs to know where each person is, but also at a game time situation, it's all very different, you know. And and I'm and you as a basketball player, you know that as practice when you see something go on and then at the game, everything could be a little different, you know. It's like taking a test. Well, and that's one of the challenges of the NBA season too is that through through all the time of travel and different games, you you're playing every other night you really don't have an opportunity to have full full length practices a lot of the times too it's a lot it's a lot more of just like um looking at what what team you're playing next what you did the night before what was good what was bad and then trying to like adapt to what you're planning to do so right <laughs> hey, for yeah. sure. For it's sure. all about them fundamentals. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for uh, IG with us this afternoon, 
And I hope we get to see you on, on TV when the uh, Blazers come down there. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, well, look for me. I'll be waving. And you guys have a wonderful day. You hey, too. Blazers, Rip City. Rip City. Hey, yeah. Rip City. That was pretty cool. That was one of our, our fans down there in Oklahoma. You know, uh, and like you said, Oklahoma, they, they've been having a good year. But to her point, you know, the team just needs to fill the chemistry out some more. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll make a push in and fall into the playoffs. Yeah. You know? And get some practices in. But like I said, it's, so it's tough back, to so get you, those practices where in. Where do you guys think? I said eight seed at max. Eight seed is the spot. Well, yeah. So I think, like I said, if, if, if Oklahoma City starts trying to sell off parts, I think that there is a chance for us to push for a seventh seed. But I, I honestly don't think – I think they're going to be happy with making the playoffs this year. So I, th- I think the best we can do is probably the eighth seed. Yeah, I'm going to say eighth seed. I see San Antonio snuck in there overnight, um, <laughs> which is remarkable as well. But I think uh, eighth. Um, and then if we catch fire, man, you never know. I mean, Dame could go off, you know, a couple games. Mm-hmm. And and we could probably push for that seventh. I want seventh because um, that match up against uh, the Nuggets, yeah. you know, and then Nurk comes back, you know, hopefully. I think... I think the city of Portland is just has their hopes on Nurt, you know, yeah. to carry us home, you know. Right. But um, if not, hey man, we'll we'll still make the playoffs, and I think that was salvage our season, and how we just started off the year just I, ugly. You I know? would I would just say I would love to have a Denver Portland matchup in round one, even oh, yeah. if we're the seventh seed. For that, sure, that'd be sweet. For sure, I I I'll, but either way, I'll take us making the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, but um. I mean that's that's just how 2020 is shaping up to be, you know. So, mm. but switching subjects though, as we start this new decade here in 2020, uh, now we just want to take time to uh, reminisce over the last 10 years of the Blazers, you know, and how um, you know what they accomplished over the last 10 years. So with that, you know, we compiled a, a top 10 list of our, you know most memorable, you know, or favorite moments that we've had. So Wayne, do you want to start off with one of your uh, favorite moments? Uh, it's not a favorite moment. It's a moment. Um, it started in the 2014-15 off season when mm-hmm. we lost four of our starting five. Man. Uh, it was Robin Lopez. Uh, it was Wesley Matthews. It was Nick Batum and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I specifically remember that. I was actually with um, my buddy Chris Sibley, who was... Um, Shout out, Chris. Yeah, he was in our fraternity. He's in my fraternity, and we're living in our fraternity during that summer, and I get the text updates that and, uh, you know, Twitter updates saying we just lost four of our five guys. I'm like... And well, I, re- I remember that, a, man. It was like yeah. a domino effect, yeah. you yeah. know. Like, as soon as uh, Nick went, yep. Yep. Nick went to Charlotte. Then it was... Uh, I think it was Aldridge. It was Aldridge going to San Antonio. Yeah. Then West. Yep. And then Rolo. Rolo going to New York, I believe. Yeah. It was like a bad morning, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was July 4th weekend, too, so I don't remember that whole weekend after that. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it, was, it was rough. It um, was. Yeah, that's that's one moment. Well, yeah. What about your other ones? Uh, well, this is actually a f- good moment now. This All is right. to follow. I guess it was the diamond in the rough. 
um, CJ McCollum actually that next season, mm-hmm. um, him being able to jump into that role, being Dame's sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumped from like six points a game to about 20 points a game, getting the most improved player of the year, most improved player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely something that wasn't, you know, wasn't supposed to shape as big as, as we right, thought it was. But he, he just, it's, he took like, that role in yeah, he's and like, just took off. Yeah. You know, so kudos to, you know, CJ just coming in and filling, you know, that role, yeah. you know, of Wesley Matthews, you know. But, you know, what what could have been, though, would have been interesting. What if CJ that year, that next year, if we still had those guys, could have been like that James Harden esque player that played at OKC that was averaging 16 to 17 yeah, points a game off man the role. bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that Jamal right. Crawford, yeah. you know, role. We can only imagine. But we can only imagine, yeah. but, you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, Brody, you got you got a moment or two? Yeah, so I'll take mine back a couple of years before that. Um, it was uh, 2012 when uh, the firing of Coach Nate, Coach Nate McMillan took place. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was still in high school at the time, and uh, it, it had happened. I didn't see it, and my buddy actually came around the corner, and he was like, they fucking fired him, man. <laughs> he was just so heated about it, and I still remember the expression to this day. Um, and that kind of started another domino effect uh, shortly after that. Traded Marcus Camby, mm-hmm. uh, traded Gerald Wallace, uh, ended up getting us a future first-round pick that ended up being Damian Lillard. And so uh, those are a couple moments that I remember Dame hitting his first game winner against the New Orleans Pelicans, which uh, then led to him getting his rookie of the year award. Mm-hmm. So those are a few of mine. Man. Yeah. Uh, for me, man, there's, there's so many moments, man. Yeah. I can't even like, yeah, I, was day ma- moments, I was making man. this list and I was at first I was like kind of struggling to come up with some, but then as I was going through, I was like, Damn, I'm only at 2012, and I already got six moments right, right yeah. now. Yeah, not like early to the the, er, the in the early part of the decade. Like it, it was a lot of moments, man. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. even then, you know, you still had B. Roy. Yeah. You know, in 2010 in that team. Yeah, and so that's one of my favorite moments mm-hmm. is that you know Dame. I mean, excuse me, B. Roy going off against Dallas in the playoff yeah. series. You know, scoring 18 in the fourth quarter. Um, and 18 of it, what, his 24 points, yeah, it was yeah. game high. You know, Blazer down 23 mm-hmm. at one point in the third quarter, and then he just comes back. And then I remember one of the interviews, he just, he was talking to Nate. He's like, man, just put me in, man. Yeah. You know, let, let me see what I can do. Yeah. And this is when he had no kneecaps. Yep, right. He's getting his knees drained. You know, he yeah. had no kneecaps. And he comes in and he pulls off the uh, the W for us. It I mean, did, we, we end up losing that series. Right. But, eventually to, you right. know, the champions of yeah. the Dallas Mavericks. But just... Seen him come out there and compete, though. You know, in an interview uh, later on, I, I'm not sure how how long how long in the future it was after that. But he said during that game he was playing through a bunch of pain too. But he had no he had yeah, no cartilage. Right. He, he had it was bone on bone. Yeah. And he was out there, you know, giving it his all, mm-hmm. and was giving work to them. You know, like Jason Terry yeah. kid, they couldn't hold him. Shout um, out B Roy. Yeah, B Roy, man, one of the legends, man. But that that's one of my moments. Um, another moment, you know, is, is kind of personal, close to the family, you know, Martel, you know, 2010, he uh, went for 7-11 from three. And this is before the three-point, you know, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to shoot threes, you yeah. know, before the Steph Curry, you know, influx or whatever. But I remember he just went off. Um, it was here at the uh, Rose Garden, you yeah. know, before <laughs> it went to the Motor Center um, against the Clips. It was pre-Lob City. So, you know, they had Baron Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else they had? Uh, Richardson? Came in, you know. Yeah. 
And um, I just remember he just caught fire, man. He was like seven four eleven. He didn't miss a free throw. And like every every time he shot the ball, it was like nothing but net. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just a reminder of why he was he was brought into Portland, you know, sure. as that shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that was another good moment, you know, in early 2010. You know, yeah. so. But um, and then my last one, I'll say Dame in that 2014 All Star year, mm. and he played in every freaking you know thing that weekend you know the dunk contest three-point yeah. contest and the skills challenge you know yeah. that was like a first like nobody's ever done that yeah won so, the skills challenge too won the skills challenge yeah. you know and then um the three-point contest i want to say he came in third after, uh, yeah i'm not sure uh, yeah i want to say after bradley bill and i think steph won and steph maybe or was won it or clay. steph and clay no it was bradley the bill oh, okay. and steph yeah, yeah but he he got he got third in that mm, one yeah. but um those those are my favorite moments of the decade, man. I got to mention too. Um, last year, Game Seven, mm-hmm. CJ breaks down Chris or what's his name, Court Tory Craig, yeah. um, for the go ahead bucket, sends us to the Western Conference Finals. That's definitely one of my most memorable moments. Yeah, man. So it's you know within within this uh, this decade, man, it, it was a lot of favorite moments for me, man. Like I, I got so many other stories. Yeah, we, I, we could save for another episode. For you know? sure. But, um, yeah, those are our favorite top 10 uh, moments of the decade. And going into the new decade, you know, we got some games coming up. Yep. Um, We play Miami tomorrow. Yep. So I'm assuming they're in Miami right now, and it's a Saturday night. Yep. But it's not the New Year's. But it's a Saturday in Miami. Yeah, but you think Dan be doing that every every I'm time he's at a hot spot? As you know, it's 80 degrees. Man. I'm not just going to put it all on Dame, you know what I'm saying? But you got other players, young players, might want to step out on Collins, you know what I'm saying? We've See been, what that we've been known to like. not have our best performances in Miami. But you know, a lot of teams don't have good yeah. performances Very in Miami. True. You know, they're Very true. Atlanta, you know. Yeah, yeah oh, no, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think, I think that's, yep. uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I think with the right. with the son coming back though, I think he's has he has a lot to prove. Yeah. And I think he'll probably go out there and try to get a, another twenty and twenty. If Myers and Hassan match up, I think on the offensive end for us we have an advantage. But at the same time, when Miami's on offense, Myers is gonna be stepping out at, on that three point line. So watch out because yeah but see but with the thing Myers got he has to take that shot yeah he has to take and if he's not taking it yeah I'm letting him out there I'm just letting him and I and I think Myers slow slow release will be enough for Hassan's length to get there right but um yeah so we uh we we're gonna play Miami tomorrow we'll see how that goes um you got (laughs) Toronto at Toronto yeah Uh uh-huh Spicy P's not playing but even then Toronto's still playing good basketball yeah Yeah. you know you still got Kyle Lowry you just Nick Nurse is such a good coach he is he's being able to utilize the players that he has Mm -hmm. especially on the defensive end but this goes back to what I was saying all those players know their role even even as one player falls out of the rotation because of an injury or something like that they know what their role is and Anobi steps in Mm -hmm. you know it's what Chris I can't pronounce his last name so I get I mean then at that point is this a coaching problem (laughs) if that's Mm -hmm. what you're saying 
you kind of just get into that point where it's. I still think it's a it's a person. Toronto's yeah. had a lot of injury I don't problems too. Know it's it's his personnel. Yeah, but they're also riding high after a championship. Once oh, you yeah, win a championship, sure. you play with a whole You're new invincible. level. Of you confidence. feel invincible, you lo- but you do lose the franchise guy. But they, but they, but like, next but you gain just, a championship ring. Yeah, yeah but it's just there's not, just I a just, degree of it's just, uh, I, I, I of confidence you play with. All right, well, we disagree. Yeah. We we could talk about that on another episode. Yeah. And then we got uh, Minnesota. Um, they're three and seven in their last 10 games. Like we mm-hmm. talked about Cat earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. He's not playing. Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't play, I'll, I'll chalk that up as a W. And then we finally come <laughs> back. To the Greek Freak. To the Greek Freak. I and hope. he's been missing a couple of games here and there. Yeah. Has he? He has. He, he'll be good, though, I think. You, know, you think so? He gets, yeah, unless he gets hurt again. But he's healthy now. Yeah, but he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's been missing here and there. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been t- yeah, for Oh yeah, for his feeling, yeah. you know, so but um I think um with that we could sneak we we could get we could get a game in Minnesota. <laughs> so one and three? I think we yeah. yeah. We could get a game in Minnesota, man. Yeah. Uh, I think, oh y'all are quiet. Y'all. I think I think two and two. I'm being two a little more optimistic. So who's that second game? Uh the Heat. I think we'll, the Heat we could still yeah, win I, in Miami. Yeah, I think we I think we can beat them in Miami. Even okay. though Miami also has the best home record, right? In yeah. the NBA, I think they're undefeated. They're fifteen and one. Uh, yeah, okay. they lost. Yeah, they to lost one oh, game, Washington. Right? Was it Washington? Yeah, oh, just yeah, the other yeah. night. So That's I think right. we can be that Washington team. You know, so I think we match up with um, the Heat way better, better. than we match up All with right. the. So you Rockets. got two and two. I got yeah. one and three. Brody, what you got? I'm gonna go two and two, but two I actually think we could steal one in Toronto. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. We'll see, man. Yeah. We'll see when we come back next week. But um, that's going to wrap it up for us here at the Pleasure Gang Podcast. Want to shout out uh, Portland Inc., you know, one of our sponsors. Want to shout out Brian back there on the ones and twos. Mr. Dre, our cameraman and our, what, what we say? was the owner. Oh, you know, the boss. CEO. The everything. You know, the everything yeah. giving us the opportunity to be part of this great, uh, this team, man. You know? And uh, one last thing. As always, Rip, Rip, City, Rip City on, on the ass. ass.